you don't necessarily have to be this huge show that's getting you know 10,000 downloads per episode mm-hmm. before you can you know seek out a sponsorship. So around Christmas time last year, I was just like, you know what, I'm just gonna try it. You know, I'm gonna put together this media kit. And uh, I did come from a, a slight sales background. And actually, to be totally honest, I was uh, pretty much a cold caller and a cold emailer, right? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Hello, you're listening to Podcast Growth Hacks, where I talk to podcasters of all experience levels to unpack the most powerful growth tactics they used to grow their podcast. I'm Pat Chung. And if you're a podcaster, well then subscribe so that together we can all learn and experiment with how to grow our own podcasts. Today on the show, we have Jay Lee, the host of the Daily Sabbath podcast. I wanted to invite Jay as one of my first podcast guests because he's not just a podcast friend but also a real life friend I've known for a long time outside of podcasting. And I find his podcast journey super interesting as he went from studying marketing in college to becoming a pastor of a church to doing a career transition into tech just a couple years ago. And now being a podcaster, he's produced over 120 episodes for his podcast, The Daily Sabbath Podcast. Hey Jay, welcome to the show. Hey, Pat. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast. How's it going today? It's going pretty good. It's a nice, uh, warm, sunny day here in Southern California. Just uh, came back from having a Starbucks, so I'm doing good. Nice. Well, today we have you on the show to learn all the things you did to grow your podcast. But before we dive into all that, I always like to start with some backstory about you and your podcast. So first, tell us a little bit about your podcast. What's it about? Sure. So uh, my podcast is called The Daily Sabbath Podcast, and it is a faith-based Christian podcast. I, I was actually a pastor for like 13 plus years. And so basically twice a week, I share a, just a short five-minute Bible talk. And it's you know kind of intended to be something that people can listen to in the car, or they can listen to it on a break, or even as they're kind of drifting off to sleep. And so that's kind of the, the basis of the podcast. I did also expand into having a weekly interview where I pick, you know, like a important faith topic or maybe even address a question from a listener and do an interview on that. But that, that's basically the, the premise of the podcast. And I noticed the podcast name is called Daily Sabbath. Did you intend it to be a daily podcast when you first started? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's funny that you picked up on that. Um, yeah, when I first started, I did have very lofty ambitions <laughs> and I'll, and I was intending it to, because I, I, for, for those of your listeners who maybe are not coming from like a kind of a Christian world, there's sort of this expectation that Christians have where they try to spend a little bit of time every day, like, you know, praying or reading the Bible or something like that. And so my intention was at least on weekdays to provide some sort of short, very quick five minute Bible talk. And so I did start off with that expectation and I quickly found that that was uh, not very sustainable, at least at this point in my life. And so, but yeah, thanks for pointing that out. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that said, you had this initial expectation of like how hard or easy uh, starting a podcast. Is this your first podcast? Yeah, it is. And how's that been going so far? How long has it been? How many episodes are you in? Yeah, well, you know, because I publish multiple episodes a week, I'm already, I, I have like, 
probably upwards close to like 200 episodes. So a lot oh, of episodes. Wow. Yeah. And, and you, um, you didn't start that long ago, right? Yeah. I started probably about five or six months ago. Yeah. Last year in August. So yeah, wow. about six months. 200 episodes and just less than a year ago. So you are doing about three episodes a week. Yeah. So when I first started, like you pointed out, when I first started, I was doing like five a week. <laughs> and then I think after about a, maybe two months, then I started to taper down. But yeah, three a week. Got it. And what compelled you to start? I think you, you mentioned a little bit, but it sounds like you have a, another full-time job and you were a pastor. Yeah. What, what made you think, yeah, I want to start a podcast now. Yeah. You know, yeah. So I do have, you know, a, a regular nine to five job. I did. Yeah. I, I think I've always, for a while now, I've had it in my mind that I would like to experiment with podcasting just because here's the insight that I had. Um, as a pastor who, you know, delivers a sermon on a weekly basis, one of the tensions is always like, how long can this message be before people are like checked out? Right. And the prevailing wisdom is always like, you should probably keep it in like that 20 minute window, right? That's sort of the sweet spot. Anything longer than that. It's like, uh, I don't know if you can hold people's attention that much longer. Right. So that's the prevailing wisdom. But one thing that I noticed was like, man, my friends who listen to podcasts, they are listening to like multiple podcasts a week. And sometimes they're like an hour long. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there was just something to that where I was like, man, people are much more open to consuming content through podcasts than they are in like these other venues. And so I really thought there was an opportunity there. So I've always kind of had that desire. Like I would like to explore that and dabble in that and be able to, you know, give people more substantial content through, through the podcast. But yeah, I, I, the other thing is, you know, there's two things that I've always kind of dreamed about maybe doing one day. One was writing a book. And then the second is, um, you know, kind of dabbling with doing a podcast and, and actually it wasn't necessarily these like kind of bite-sized daily Bible talks, but more of like the interviews and like really kind of digging into a conversation, you know, cause that's the other thing when you're a pastor, you're doing more of a monologue. But on the podcast, it's more of a, you know, dialogue, which, which I was very interested in exploring. <laughs> yeah, that's super interesting because um, the audience might not know, but I've known you for a long time and I've known you to be a pastor and you said you transitioned out of it. And he, but even as a pastor, I know in the world of podcasting, religious podcasts were probably one of the first big genres of podcasts. Um, did you have a podcast as a pastor too? Or like, did they? No, no. Yeah, we didn't have, oh, that's not true. We did have a podcast, but it was really just taking the recording of the Sunday sermon and then just putting it onto a podcast. So it was really just kind of not, there was no intentionality to it. It was just, hey, let's put the recording here. So you feel that's different, even though you, you might've had a podcast feed <laughs> somewhere <laughs> in your sort of pastorship, but you didn't really even regard that as your podcast. Yeah. I mean, I, I, to me, I don't consider that to be a real podcast because I think for me, I feel like a, the point of a podcast is like, it's much more conversational and you are very intentionally trying to engage with that audience. Mm, this mm. was just, let's take the recording from the sermon and we'll put it on the website and we'll put it on the podcast. Right. But there was no real engagement. We weren't asking listeners to really respond in any way. So yeah, to me, that's not a real podcast. Mm. 
Mm, that's super interesting. I thought maybe that's maybe what kind of gave you the idea or the initial confidence to maybe start a podcast because you've already heard your voice. You know, that's where a lot of people get tripped up. But that's cool. No, I totally agree with you. It's a totally different intentionality. I like how you put that. I mean, speaking of intentionality, so you have a podcast now, you have about 200 episodes. You've been doing it for kind of going on a year. What is the purpose of it? Is this kind of like a hobby or a business? You <laughs> have another job too, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think I would say that there's multiple levels of purposes. Like I think at the highest level, there's kind of sort of the altruistic purpose, which is, I mean, my goal of the podcast is to help people connect with God, you know, grow in their faith, grow in their relationship with Jesus. So that's the ultimate altruistic purpose of the podcast. But, you know, I mean, you know, honestly, like kind of below that secondary purposes, one is that, yeah, I mean, I think kind of a, a dream scenario would be that I could grow and I have multiple platforms. So I have the podcast. I also have my uh, blog on Instagram. Um, and so I would, I would hope that I could grow that platform enough where, I mean, the dream scenario would be able to actually make a career out of it. Mm. I know that that is very, very, very extremely difficult to do. And so maybe a, a step below that, a little bit more realistic would be if it can grow into something that is sort of kind of like a, you know, for lack of a better word, a side hustle or a secondary source of income, uh, that would be great. I, I would, I would not be opposed to that, but you know, at the same time, it is kind of a hobby, you know, cause I do know that the chances of achieving that, I don't, I don't know how good my chances are of achieving that. And so. But either way, I still enjoy it and I still feel like it's, it's something that is of value that I'm putting out there. So it is kind of a hobby too at the same time. It's all of those. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. So it sounds like you set out with some intentionality of having it as either maybe in a dream situation, a primary business, but the fallbacks are kind of side hustle and a hobby. That totally makes sense. Cause even as I'm starting to make my list of everyone I want to interview, um, I'm actually kind of putting them in a database and then... <laughs> kind of categorizing them as whether it's a hobby or if it's um if it's mm. a side hustle i do use these words or if it's their primary business or even if it's for personal or corporate branding mm. uh, there's a bunch of different purposes and yours totally makes sense that at the worst case it could be a hobby right um <laughs> and speaking of then have you experimented with monetization yet yeah so i have <laughs> nice. um yeah so basically around christmas time I, so I have, I've been listening to this other podcast. I'm not sure if it's okay for me to, to mention other podcasts, but, yeah, um, I was, yeah. So I was listening to this other podcast. It's called podcasting for money. And, um, basically they were talking about, you know, giving strategies of how you can seek out sponsors and, and how, you know, you don't necessarily have to be this huge show that's getting, you know, 10,000 downloads per mm -hmm. episode before you can, you know, seek out a sponsorship. So around Christmas time last year, I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to try it. You know, I'm going to put together this media kit. And, um, I did come from a, a slight sales background and actually to be totally honest, I was uh, pretty much a cold caller and a cold emailer, right? So <laughs> I have a lot of experience with this. And so, you know, I just said, that was after you, you were a pastor, explain yeah. that a little bit. Yeah. Well, there was a little bit of an overlap when I knew that my time as a pastor was kind of coming to a close. We just had our first uh, child. I was looking for full-time work. And so I transitioned into, it was actually a friend's company. And I, um, basically he had an opportunity like, Hey, if, 
you know, if you're willing to, you know, kind of be a uh, cold caller, <laughs> you know, you can make commissions if we, if we book, you know, if we book meetings and make sales. So I was like, yeah, sure. I could give it a try. And so, um, I did that for like a year, a little bit over a year. And I probably, uh, honestly, I've made, I made like, at one point I was making like a hundred calls, cold calls a day wow. and sending out probably just as many emails. So, you know, I, I kind of got used to reaching out to people that I don't know and not being afraid of rejection. <laughs> and so basically I applied that mentality and, you know, I, I didn't want to make a you know, a full enterprise out of it. I just more like experimenting. That's the thing about me. I, I'm a person who I like to just sort of dabble in, in different things and just try things out. And so, you know, I put together my media kit and then the strategy that I used is I, I, so my Instagram account, which is, has the same name daily Sabbath, and actually it's the same content, but I just started looking at the ads that they were serving me on Instagram. You know, cause so every like three stories or every three posts you look at, they serve you an ad. And so I just started writing down the, the companies that I thought would be, be interested in my podcast audience. And I just looked up the information on their websites or on LinkedIn, you know, find an email address or, or something like that. And I just sent them an email and I, and I said, Hey, I have a podcast and Here's my media kit looking for potential sponsors and had my pricing sheet on there. And I just sent it out and I, I, I probably messaged about, um, 10 companies mm. and two of them actually responded. One of them just responded to say, thank you, but no, thank you, mm -hmm. <laughs> which, which is still nice. Right. Cause it's That's a great. cold email. And then one company actually was interested in potentially doing sponsorship. And so we, we ended up doing a sponsorship. So we did one throughout the, the month of December. Those are like perfect numbers because, yeah, I think we, we, me and you, we talked about sales before and it's like 10% conversion rate is pretty much what you would expect. So those, yeah, you hit the kind of like the perfect number mark. Yeah. And um, how did you know how to price it? Like, do you mind if I ask, like, what downloads were you getting when you kind of decided, you know, let, let's try to experiment with this? Yeah. So I'm giving you the secret sauce here, man. I'm giving you the secret information. All right. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, like I said, my podcast is very modest audience. And, you know, I would say during that time, I was getting about a thousand downloads per month. So per not month. even per episode, per month. Hmm. Yeah. So around that time, I was getting a little over a thousand downloads per month. And, um, and is that how you sell it to the sponsor that it's a thousand downloads per month? Or do you, you know, or they kind of pick you? It's like, well, how many, how many listeners do you have or how many downloads per yeah. episode? That's kind of what I hear more. So basically what I did is I gave them all that information. I gave them, you know, here's how many downloads a month. Here's how many unique listeners I'm getting, at which I think around that time, it was like around 160 unique listeners a week, something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, so another number I can share with you. Um, so I, I tried to give them as much of that information as I could, but I also included, I think this is kind of the insight that I got from that other podcast is to not just focus on the podcast, but my whole ecosystem. Hmm. So, cause along with the podcast and honestly, maybe the, the company was also more interested in, in the fact that my Instagram account was, um, pretty decent. Like I, right now I have 3000 followers on my daily Sabbath Instagram. Oh account, yeah. That's great. Mm -hmm. Which is, yeah, it's pretty decent. Right. And so I think putting those together is kind of how I sort of made the case. Like, here's my listenership, here's my, you know, engagement and followers on Instagram, here's on Facebook, which mm. is 
much less substantial, but just putting that all together as a package, you know, they can get a sense of, okay, we can get a pretty decent reach out of this. Yeah, that's a super smart strategy. I'm hearing a lot more podcasters bundle their whole ecosystem, including newsletters and mm -hmm. just kind of like blending that sort of a traditional CPM rate. Cause um, it's funny, cause uh, you know, I'm gonna talk to a lot of podcasters. I'm gonna ask them about the hard numbers. And when I say hard numbers, it's hard for people to share for some reason that they have a hundred uh, listeners or a hundred downloads per episode. I think it's great, you know, everyone starts at zero, as you know, and you know, we're all kind of going somewhere. So thanks for sharing about that in your journey. How much did you charge them? How much did you get from that contract? Yeah. So um, it's been a while since I looked at it because after that sponsorship, I actually haven't pursued any sponsorship since then. Hmm. But I, I can't remember the exact way that I broke it down. But honestly, the way that I priced it was just how much did I think was fair <laughs> and it was really just a guess. How much did I think was fair based on the audience I was delivering? And then how much did I want, basically feel like would be worth my while to do it? And that's, and I just kind of picked some numbers. But I think what I do recall was that if they got the highest level sponsorship, that it would come out to be somewhere around four to $500 for the entire month of December. So, you know, I mean, I think very reasonable number for what they were going to be getting, but yeah, it was somewhere around there. Wow, now caveat though, <laughs> caveat. So they were ready to agree to that. And then I immediately got cold feet <laughs> because, <laughs> because, you know, honestly, it's like the first time I had ever done a sponsorship and mm -hmm. I, you know, I mean, I didn't know how, honestly, I didn't know how effective it would be for them. And so, you know, I think they were like a, a small business that's, you know, I'm a small podcast and they're a small business. And I, I got a little bit of cold feet, like, oh, you know, I don't want them to spend $500 and then feel like they wasted their money. And mm -hmm. so I immediately <laughs> decided that I was going to give them a deep, deep discount and just say, mm. Hey, you know what, this is my first sponsorship. So I'm going to give you a deep discount. And at the end of it, if you are happy with the results, you can give me you know, you can give me a, an endorsement to put in my media kit. And so mm. that's kind of what we agreed to. That's smart. I, I love it. I love how your pastoral ethics uh, kind of came rolling in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, they, they were ready to sign with the, the, the price that I had asked for. Yeah, that's great. Um, and 500 is a great number because if you were to have charged off of just pure CPM, there's really no way I don't think you would have gotten like an average CPM is like uh, $25 a CPM or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's great that you were able to sell that. And did they want to continue it after you said that? Or did you just say, you know what, I'm not ready for this yet? Or um, they, they weren't looking to continue at that time, but they did say that they were would be interested in next Christmas and signing up again so yeah so i think they found they found value in it but yeah it wasn't they, i don't think they run promotions year long so they, they're interested in coming back again at, right. in holiday season that's great well this has all been really great sort of background kind of leaning into the main question of my <laughs> podcast interview is you know you know the thing we're really trying to get down to is like how did you as a podcaster get your podcast to the sort of the download numbers it is now? Like what, what's like some of these growth hacks or growth tactics you used to get to where you are now? Yeah. And, you know, like I said, I mean, this is a very modest <laughs> sized uh, audience, sure. but, you know, and I've just tried many different things because I don't, 
I'm not a professional and I don't have anybody telling me what the best growth tactics are. So I've just tried many, many different things. One of the things that I've done is I, I built up my Instagram following first, and then the, the podcast flowed out of that. And so I've been doing a lot of cross promotion on my Instagram. That's actually probably the primary place where I promote the podcast. So every time I release an episode, you know, I promote it there with a post stories, a lot of the guests that I get for interviews are contacts that I've made on Instagram. So there are other, you know, Christian bloggers or, you know, just people who have expertise and a following on Instagram. And so, you know, I, I invite them to be guests on the show. And then when we release the episode, you know, I can tag them on those stories and posts. They can reshare on their stories. And there's a lot of cross promotion that we can do that way. So that's, I think probably the primary promotion vehicle that I use right now. Mm. Um, so let's yeah, the, uh, break that uh, down a little bit before you maybe move on to the next one. So it sounds like you grew your Instagram before you even started your podcast. Yeah. So, yeah. So like I said, my kind of ultimate goals or dreams were to possibly write a book and then possibly start a podcast. Mm. But both of those things were way too daunting for me. Like mm -hmm. I, I'm also very practical and I know that the, the chances of me writing a book and having it become a bestseller are, are pretty like, it's a very lofty goal, right? And it's hard for me to just like sit down and be like, all right, I'm going to sit down for a year and write a book that maybe nobody's ever going to read. So mm -hmm. that was always kind of a, a blocker for me. And that what I did come to was like, you know, I can't commit myself to write a book, but I can commit myself to writing some blogs. So that's mm -hmm. why I started on Instagram. It's like, okay, I can commit myself to write a few blogs here and there, and then I can just slowly start to grow my audience and build some sort of a following. So that later on, maybe if I do write a book or start a podcast, I have mm -hmm. somebody to share it with. So that's why I started on Instagram. Actually, and, you mentioned um, blog a couple of times in, in relationship to Instagram. Were you actually writing actual blog posts or are you just talking about like Instagram posts and reels and stuff? Yeah. Instagram posts. Like there, there are definitely a lot of people who use Instagram, Instagram kind of like a blog. So like mm -hmm. in the description of the post, you can write up to 2,200 characters. So it's not like terribly long, but it is basically a blog. So there's a lot of like, there's a lot of people who blog in that way. Got it. And let's break down, you, you mentioned cross promoting with other sort of people in the in the in the niche or in the field um other christian artists it sounds like how how were you mechanistically kind of doing that you're just writing these blog posts and like tagging them or were you like looking for their accounts and then kind of engaging with them there and then kind of bringing them back into your your posts mm -hmm. yeah i mean so it's kind of both right i, I think on the one hand you have to create content Right. So creating those blog posts and just trying to create quality posts that are going to get engagement, you know, just naturally. Um, and then I did actually also spend a little bit of money promoting posts on Instagram too, like maybe like $5 for two days or something like that. Right. So, which surprisingly, you know, you can, you can get a, a pretty decent return for $5 for two days. So I did do that. So just putting out quality content. But then also then connecting with other, you know, Christian bloggers on Instagram, following their accounts, liking their posts, making comments on their posts, you know, like not, not like a robot. I don't want to just be like, <laughs> you know, a bot or a spammer or something like that, but just finding other people who are like-minded, who are in the same industry 
and connecting with them. You know, so if I see content that content that I enjoy, then I'm going to follow that and I'm going to like them. And a lot of times, you know, there's sort of that principle of reciprocation that a lot of times if you follow somebody, they're inclined to follow you back, especially mm -hmm. if they find value in your content as well. So, you know, there's definitely, especially early on, a lot of like connecting with other people on Instagram, looking for accounts, you know, mm -hmm. that are in this, in, in the similar industry, connecting with them uh, in any way that I can and following them, having them follow me back. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And um, it sounds like you were very intentional setting up this Instagram account because it sounds like it wasn't your personal account. It was a daily Sabbath account. So it sounds like you had to start from zero. How long did it take? You said you're at about 3,000 something now. How long did it take to get from zero to here? And mm -hmm. in what part of that journey did you, were they like, okay, now I'm ready to start that podcast. Was it like a, like 500 follows or how did you think yeah. about that? So, I mean, the, the rate of growth is definitely not constant, but it's been about six months. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I actually started the podcast pretty quickly after the Instagram, but yeah, so it's been about six months that I've had the Instagram account. Mm. And yeah, like I said, it kind of sometimes grows in waves. Like, you know, everybody's always trying to figure out the algorithm, mm -hmm. <laughs> the Instagram mm -hmm. algorithm, the algorithm, which, you know, I don't know exactly how it works, but you know, there've definitely been periods where the, my blog got really hot and I started getting, you know. I, you know, I gained like 200 followers in a couple of days and wow. then there's definitely been periods like right now I'm in kind of a lull where, you know, it's been like two weeks and I have barely gained any followers at all. So, wow. you know, it's kind of up and down. And you yeah. don't know yeah. how that 200 happened, like th these kind of spikes. Um, I mean, I, you know, I mean, it's definitely because there's posts that I, that I'm sharing that are becoming very popular, but exactly how that happens. I mean, I know like the components, I don't know the exact recipe. So, mm -hmm. you know, like, let's say I share a post, you know, you can see the analytics on the post, right? So you can see, okay, well, obviously how many likes you can see how many of those likes came from people who are already following you versus people who are not following you. You can see how many of the, the engagements came from like hashtags or the home screen or whatever. Right. And so, I mean, one thing that I do do is I definitely pay attention to which posts are doing you know, really well. Mm -hmm. And I look at the analytics and, um, like, so sometimes what I'll do is if I, cause I think that <laughs> I'm giving you, I'm really giving you the secret sauce here. The, the goal, like the way that a post really blows up is when you're getting a ton of engagement from people who are not already following. And so one of the ways that I try to help that along is that I look, and if I see that it's not getting much engagement from people who are not following me, then I, I fidget with the hashtags on the post. So I'll edit the post and try different hashtags mm. and try to keep changing the hashtags to try to find one that might engage people who are not already following me. So on the so, same post, you do uh, hashtag editing on the same post. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. But like maybe after the post has been live for, you know, five hours or something like that. It's like, okay, it's not, it's getting almost no engagement from anybody. That's not one of my followers. Maybe I'll change up a couple of the, the hashtags and see if it makes any difference, things like that. Wow. And then you found that to work because I've always been curious about edit. I always thought like, oh, I wonder if this hurts you, but it sounds like it's been helping. I mean, maybe it is, maybe it's not. I, that's one <laughs> the thing where it's like, I, I only know the components. I don't know how effective any of one thing that I'm doing is. I just keep trying many different things <laughs> mm, and great. I don't know, you know, like I've had a couple of posts. I actually had two posts that got more than 10,000 likes, 
which mm -hmm. I don't know how that happened. And I don't know if it'll ever happen again. Right now, I can barely get a hundred likes on a post, mm -hmm. right? So, mm -hmm. you know, you can see like just the the waves of mm -hmm. how things go. Um, and I can't tell you for sure exactly what contributed to any of one of those things, but I just, just mm -hmm. keep trying different things. That's awesome. So it sounds like you use Instagram to really feel the, the growth of your listenership and your podcast downloads. How do you actually drive people from your Instagram to your podcast? Yeah. So, uh, basically the main vehicle is when I have a new episode, then I create a post, then I share that post on my stories. If there's an, if there's a guest, I tag that guest and hopefully they will reshare it. And all of those, um, stories and posts are pointing to my link tree that has links to the podcast. Mm -hmm. So most people are kind of just clicking your link in the bio and kind of going to your podcast yeah. and subscribing there. I see. So, well, but, if the, mm -hmm. the, so on the posts, you have to link to your bio, but on a story, you can put a link directly into the story. Oh, I see. So you do, place, yeah. you do, you do put a link in the stories to directly to your podcast. That's like the main yes. call to action there. Got mm -hmm. it. And you do, do you do it to your podcast website or do you do it to some kind of a podcast player? Yeah, that's always another one of those decisions where I don't know what the best decision is. <laughs> so I've definitely kind of flipped back and forth. Sometimes I send people to my website. Sometimes I send people to, you know, directly to Spotify or Apple podcasts. It's tough because I, you know, I don't know where, what, where everybody prefers to listen to podcasts, right? right? So yeah. these days I've settled in on just uh, sending people to the link tree. Got it. Yeah, I think that makes sense because then the link tree has all your uh, links to the different various players, I imagine. <laughs> and they yeah. can just choose their favorite one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting conundrum, actually, because <laughs> I see a lot of people, you know, put their Apple podcasts and I'm an Android user and, you know, those are never yeah. helpful for me. Yeah. Um, so I wonder why people keep doing that. Um <laughs> That's cool. So sort of the final stretch of the, the interview, we, we kind of talk about like, are there any other growth hacks that kind of worked or, or maybe mm -hmm. anything that didn't work that you want to share about? Yeah. Well, I'll share one more that I feel like works or at least is, is helpful. Um, one thing that I've been doing the last few months that I think is actually something that a lot of pod, all, all podcasts should consider doing is I've been connecting with independent singers and songwriters. So I feel like actually it's a, a match made in heaven, <laughs> podcasters and independent artists, because mm. podcasters, I feel like are always looking for music, but you know, you run into that problem of like copyright and royalties and all that stuff. Like, I, I don't know. I didn't want to navigate that, but I wanted to have music and independent artists are always looking for ways to promote their music, <laughs> right? <laughs> There's only so many ways that you can promote it. And so, um, I just started reaching out to independent artists again, through Instagram, also through Facebook and basically just saying, Hey, I have a podcast. So I'm obviously reaching out specifically to Christian artists. Like, Hey, I have this podcast. I would love to feature some of your music. Um, you know, as long as you're independent and you know, there's no like royalties or copyrights to worry about. Okay. I would love to feature, you know, some of your music on some of my episodes. And what I found is almost all of the artists is almost all of the artists I reach out to are, are willing and excited to do that. And, um, and, and basically when I do, so when I do promote 
the episode on my Instagram account, I also create a story specifically for the artists that I'm featuring on the mm. episode and, you know, with a little audiogram, you know, snippet of their song and a link to their account. And, you know, they, they're usually more than happy to reshare that on their account as well. And so it's kind of like a win-win, you know, I promote them, they promote me and it helps me out because I feel like it makes the podcast way more interesting to, to have, you know, these these independent artists and their music on the episodes. So I would encourage podcasters to, to do that. Just reach out to independent artists and, and, you know, cross promote. Yeah, that's brilliant. So you're actually, so when you reach out to these independent artists, they actually kind of give you a song and you actually play it or play a snippet mm -hmm. of it in the episode. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty generous. I play the whole song. So at the very oh, wow. end of every mm -hmm. episode, I'll, you know, say the closing song for this episode is blank by blank. That right? is for really more music cool. From them. Yeah. And I, yeah. and I just play the whole song. So, um, but even if you just want to do a snippet of the song or you just wanted to, you know, feature it somewhere in an right. episode, but I mean, it's just, it's a, cause it's a match made in heaven because another thing, maybe this goes into mm -hmm. what you're saying of things that I've tried that don't work. I, I haven't tried this a ton, but I know that a lot of podcasters, what they'll do is kind of like swaps with other podcasters, mm -hmm. you know, interview yeah. swap or, you know, promoting the podcast and, and I'm, I'm sure it works. There's nothing wrong with it or, or, you know, subscribe for a subscribe, follow for a follow, things like mm -hmm. that, which is fine. But I always felt like there's a little bit, just a tiny bit of tension there because you're both podcasters, right? And you, so in some sense, I mean, even though the podcast might be completely different, we're, we're, we're all sort of competing <laughs> for mm -hmm. a little bit right. for the for same your listeners. Time. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of like you, I, I mean, I want to promote my my colleagues in the podcast world but at the same time there's a little bit of tension there whereas cross promoting with other independent artists there's no tension like it's it's completely win-win for both both sides right. and so I, that's, that's why cool. i just felt like it was a little bit if i was going to invest my time in one or the other i felt like it's a little bit of a better fit to to promote Right. I, I love that idea because, I mean, the other win, it's a win for your listeners, too, because they get introduced to new music. You know, a yeah. lot of Christians are kind of always in the search for new music. So that's great. And it sounds like you're playing these these full music clips, not only not only for all your episodes, not only for the interview episode. Like, it's not just when you're interviewing that artist, right? You just kind of. No, no. It's playing yeah, it for I, everything. I, I feature a song at the end of every single one of my episodes. Wow. And then I also kind of as like sort of a, a thank you to these artists, I have offered to them like, hey, I as a bonus episode, if you want to, if you want me to, I can create a, like a artist showcase episode for you. Like, mm. and I give them a template. I said, here, just send me these clips. Clip number one, introducing yourself and where you're from and your music style. Clip number two, intro to this song. Clip number three, intro to song number two, right? Mm. And then mm -hmm. closing mm -hmm. segment, right? Where they can find you. And I said, Hey, just send me those clips, send me the songs and I will, you know, create a artist showcase bonus episode and, and, and feature it on my podcast. And I've done uh, two of those already. Wow. That is really smart. I've never heard that growth hack before. So thanks for sharing that. And yeah. uh, is it, is it hard for, does it, is it time consuming for you to reach out to these artists and kind of find them or? Um, I mean, it does take some time to, to reach out to them, but I would say it's, it's not that time consuming I and mean, it's all just within Instagram. So yeah, it seems like um, they're all kind of just readily, like you said, their um, yeah, their motive is to kind of get their, get their art out. So 
it seems like they're very accessible. That, that yeah. makes sense. So thanks for sharing your growth hacks. And we'll wrap up now with what I like to call our final five quick fire questions. <laughs> so these are All just right. short, short answer questions. You could, you could go into it, but you could kind of keep it short too. So number one, <laughs> do you collect listener emails? Um, I try to, but I have very few. <laughs> you have very few. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So you don't have a newsletter or anything like that? No, the only, the only way that I have is actually my pod inbox account. So that's the only way that I have, but I, I haven't received a ton of messages yet. So I have very few emails in there. Got it. Well, at least you're getting started because uh, yeah. a lot of people use that uh, growth hack. So number two, what's the podcast you recommend most to people besides your own, of course? Um, honestly, it's the office ladies. <laughs> I'm a huge office fan and I feel like they have, I mean, I, I honestly, surprisingly, I don't listen to a ton of podcasts, but I feel like their podcast is like really good. And you actually recommend it to people. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. If I ask people, if I know somebody likes to listen to podcasts and especially if they like the office, obviously. Yeah. That's my number one. That's really because everyone loves the office. It seems like so. Yeah. It's a good recommendation. Number three: How much time do you spend on your podcast per week? Mm, that's good. <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, this is an estimate. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say probably at least. I'm I'm gonna say at least five to ten hours. Five to ten. All right. It's and probably more. Actually, let me revise that. Let me say it's probably more like 10 to 15. 10 to 15. Wow. And yeah, that's a lot of time. I feel like a lot of people don't know how long it takes to produce, but you're, you're producing three episodes. So that's quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, it's a lot of episodes and yeah. I'm doing all of the editing and all of the promoting. That's, right. That's the promoting is what consuming. takes a long time. Yeah. And I think a lot of people won't know, don't know, but we won't go into it, but it seems like you have a couple other offshoot type of podcast too which i'm sure takes some time as well uh, um, yeah well just one yeah i have one offshoot that was just like a short run four episodes right like a mini series type thing mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome but yeah all this stuff adds up so question number four what's your favorite podcast tool um i would say my favorite podcast tool right now is i use riverside.fm so that's how I, that's the platform I use to record my interviews. And yeah, I just feel like it, it works well. It allows me to have those split tracks. So it's easy to edit, save me a lot of, I, the first interview I ever did, I used Zoom and, uh, you know, it's just all one track and it took forever to edit that <laughs> episode. Um, but having those split tracks and then also not having to worry, like if we get disconnected, cause I do all of my interviews remote, not having to mm -hmm. worry about getting disconnected and losing any audio. It's just, you know, that peace of mind is, is gold. Great. And the final question, what's your primary call to action at the end of each episode? Well, it has changed uh, over time, but right now I'm focusing on asking listeners to share if they enjoy the podcast to share with a friend or on their social media. And you mean share by posting it on their social media or just kind of share in general? I, yeah, so I don't give them any specific direction on that, but I just say, if you're enjoying the podcast, if you could share the episode with a friend or on, on social media. So I don't, I haven't given them any specific direction on how to share it. <laughs> 
Well, there you have it, folks. Um, check out Daily Sabbath Podcast by Jay Lee. And if you like it, share the episodes with your friend. Uh, thanks for being on the show, Jay. Yeah, Pat. Thank you so much. An honor to be on the podcast. Great. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Podcast Growth Hacks. If you like the show, please tell a fellow podcaster about it. This really does help keep our show going. And if you have a podcast growth question that you're kind of curious about, well, I'd love to hear from you. You can leave me an audio message by going to podinbox.com slash podcast. Once again, that's podinbox.com slash podcast. I'll include that link in my show notes. I personally respond to all questions I receive there. And once I get your question, I'll find the podcasting expert to answer it on an upcoming episode. We'll play your question and I'll even give you a shout out. Until the next episode, keep creating and keep growing your show.